Hi, and welcome to... Yeah, that can't be good! The Wonderfalls Edition, with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, that can't be good. It's a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDB credits and quick cap for Wonderfalls Season 1, Episode 7, Barrel Bear. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Tim Minear and Brian Fuller. Directed by Jamie Babbitt. Original air date October 27, 2004. This episode aired only in Canada. And now for the quick cap. When the Barrel Bear tells Jay to give it back to her... Jay sets out to first return the quarter to Millie that she threw in the fountain. But then she realizes that her mission is to help Millie, the first woman to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel many years before, win back some recognition and celebrity. Later she finds, and Millie admits, that Vivian was actually in the barrel that went over the falls, but was switched with the better-looking Millie once the barrel was brought to the shore. Because of this, Millie had a life of appearances, travel, and money where Vivian was still living in a cabin in Niagara Falls. Jay is then determined to give Vivian the prestige she should have had all along. Mahandra has different ideas and works against Jay to keep the information from becoming public and recruits Eric to help her help Millie to go over the falls again so that no one can ever say she never did it. Millie finally realizes what she has done to Vivian and tells her that they will travel and appear together all over the world. Millie will tell the truth and Vivian will become the star she should have been all along. But Millie dies right in the middle of telling Vivian all of this. In the end, Jay and Mahandra work together so that Vivian can take Millie's place. They arrange for a funeral for Vivian using Millie's body, and Vivian becomes Millie and finally leaves Niagara Falls to live Millie's life of travel and appearances. Just a reminder, dental work, not drunk. So we're back with Season 1, Episode 7, Barrel Bear. So... In my head, I really love this episode, but I think only because of Louise Fletcher. And I'm going to say this so you don't disparage Louise Fletcher. I just always thought it was cool that she was on Wonder Falls. Louise Fletcher, who's the Academy Award winning actress from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But she was also Kai Wynn from Deep Space Nine. And in my, and I imagine many other people's opinion, she was one of the greatest Star Trek villains of all time. So for those who don't know, first of all, why? Because why don't you watch Deep Space Nine? But Kai Wynn was a Bajoran religious leader. She reoccurred through all seven seasons of Deep Space Nine. And she was the nastiest but most understated villain there is. She could say, my child. Like, you know, down south when they say, aren't you special? That's really not a good thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? She could say my child and you know that she just wants to kill you. I don't know how else to describe it. But anyway, Louise Fletcher passed away six months ago in September at the age of 88. And it looks like she kept working until 2020. For some reason, I thought, you know, she retired after this, but apparently she kept working. And then, you know, Rue McClanahan is in this as well. That's Blanche. Right. Her I know. You didn't know Louise Fletcher, Nurse Ratched? No. 
Really? Okay. Anyway, I kind of have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but what did you think of this episode? Well, what do you think I was going to say? I didn't think that you were going to like it. Oh, I actually did like it. You did? Yeah. Really? Okay. I think this may have been maybe one of my favorite episodes. Really? I don't know why, but this one I I seem to enjoy. In my head, I remember I liked it, but there were things that would have made it better. Like, I was getting really annoyed in parts of it. But most of this episode is about Jay seeing that she's trapped. But she's trapped by her own doing. Right. You know, she could leave if she wanted to, but she doesn't. And maybe it's because she really wants to be there. Or maybe it's just because she's too lazy to do anything else about her situation, which is what she accuses uh, Vivian of doing. Right. And I thought Alec was really funny talking about her tood, because he's also the one who used sewed when describing her episode. Yeah. I just thought he was funny. So while she's getting her lecture from Alec, the barrel bearer tells her to give it back to her. So she believes it means the shiny quarter that Millie Marcus was tossing in the fountain. Right. And again, the quarter shining like the others. So are we supposed to assume this is the same coin? No, because I thought she took that coin out, didn't she? Yeah, she's already taken it out twice. She took it out when that lady uh, got her pocketbook stolen. Editing Vicky here. I keep saying she took the coin out of the fountain, but what I should be saying is she took a coin out of the fountain because we have not determined that it's the same coin, but they're all shiny is my point. So I'm thinking it's the same coin or could possibly be the same coin. She took it out at the end of an episode, which never went anywhere, but I think it goes somewhere later where we just saw the back of a woman throwing a coin in and she chases her saying, I think I'm supposed to help you. And this time. So, I mean, it's a quarter. It can go back into circulation. I don't know what the point of the shining quarter is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what the point of the show is yet. So, <laughs> so Eric is making progress and he's letting Mahandra listen to his messages, at least. And he's decided that there are now two different Eric's and the messages are for the old Eric. And he says he's moved on. But obviously he hasn't. So this episode is about Millie Marcus, the first American woman to go over the falls and survive. And she is an idol of Mahandra's. And Mahandra is excited to see her in the restaurant. Jay just recognizes her as the woman who tossed the coin that Jay still has. So the fish tells Jay to give it back to her. So she goes over to give her the quarter, but the fish tells her not the quarter. So Jay thinks she has to make Millie significant again. And she gets her an autograph signing gig at the store, which no one shows up for. And Mahandra believes that Jay is up to something for most of the episode. So at Sharon's Republican Women's Lunch, which I thought was hilarious, because, of course, she's a Republican woman. Yeah. (laughs) Where Millie was to be the guest of honor, we find out that Millie never actually went over the falls. It was Vivian. Vivian's manager was in cahoots with Millie, and they switched Vivian and Millie when they got the barrel to the shore. So I did like that this episode was specific to Niagara Falls with the barrel stories. Yeah. You know, because that was a thing. I was reading 19 people tried to go over the falls in a barrel. Only six lived. Some were stopped before they did it, and four died. And then in 1951, it became illegal in both the U.S. and Canada, I believe, to go over the falls. But do you remember there was the guy who was going to go across the falls on a tightrope, and it was a big deal. It was probably like 10 years ago. Yeah, I think so. It was like a big deal, and then at the last minute, they made him wear um, a harness, so it wasn't like... Right. They made such a big deal about it, and then the governments made him wear a harness, so it wasn't even like a big deal anymore. Right. I forgot all about that. 
like I said, I like this because it was specific to Niagara Falls. But what ruined this whole episode for me was Mahandra. Yeah, um, I found her a little annoying. Kind of different from the way she's been in every other episode. Yeah, it was weird. I understand that you idolize someone and not wanting to know the truth about them. But she knew. She knew the truth. And she kept on trying to force the situation. Yeah. I kind of thought the whole thing was ridiculous. And I think, to me, it would have made more sense if maybe Millie didn't admit it right away. And Mahandra went off on this rampage because she was trying to prove that Vivian was wrong. Right. And not that she knew it was a lie and went on to keep this woman in the public eye instead of giving credit where credit was due. Right, yeah. I felt like, um, you know, based on earlier episodes, like, she would have been the first one to kind of turn and say, no, we have to tell the truth. Right, and it bothered me. It, it ruined the whole episode. Like I said, if Millie lied and she believed her and she went on a rampage to prove her right or prove that she could do it and she can do it again, I would have liked it more. But it was just so ridiculous that she's going out of her way to get this old woman to go over the falls in a barrel, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, did they really think that they were actually going to stuff her in the barrel? Yeah, I guess they did. I mean, I thought that was kind of dumb. And, you know, the whole point of it was that was that Jay was going to show up and make her stop, which didn't make any sense either. They were stalling because they thought Jay was going to show up and put an end to it. And I don't know what the point of that was either. Right. So, I don't know. I don't have a lot of notes on this episode because, like I said, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much as I originally thought I liked it, and I was aggravated with Mahandra. So, and then her explanation about why she was upset with Jay made sense as to how she was behaving in the last episode. Because in the last episode, she seemed angry every time she thought Jay was doing something nice. Yeah. And she was really upset because she thought Jay was keeping secrets from her. But that explanation doesn't make any sense as to almost letting Millie go over the falls and kill herself. Right. I think she says in like early in the episode, she makes a comment about Jay not being nice and and like not doing good things. So I thought that the episode that we were watching out of order, because was it the previous episode or the one before that where she made comments about how she's doing all these nice things? I right. It was like people were seeing how, how good she like a good person she was becoming. Right. I don't know if it was out of order because these weren't aired. So I'm assuming the order we're watching them in now is the order they meant them to be. But I don't know. Yeah. None of it made sense. And then, you know, she's supposed to be so angry at Jay for keeping secrets. And when Jay tells her the truth, she doesn't believe her, but she's fine with that. She says, well, you tell me when you're ready. So all of that anger and she still thinks Jay lied to her, but it's fine. Right. It didn't make sense. And it ruined the episode for me. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com 
You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. But I did like the correlation between Jay and Vivian. And I think it was funny that Millie died before she could come clean to the world. But I like that Vivian took Millie's place. Well, I didn't think that that was funny. Oh, I did. I thought that was kind of dark. Yeah, there's a lot of dark things in the show. But I did think it was funny. She was just ready to take her on tour with her. And then she died. Now she's just going to take over her identity? Yeah. I mean, that didn't really make much sense. Yeah, and see, at first I didn't realize she was taking over her identity. I thought the reason she was crying so much at the funeral was because Millie died before she could tell the truth to people. I didn't realize that's what they were doing. I didn't realize this was really supposed to be her funeral until later. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, I didn't realize either. That's why nobody was there? Apparently, because she doesn't know anybody. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Which has to be kind of weird when you're sitting at your own funeral. Right. And then Eric didn't make sense either. Why does he blindly go along with Mahandra? I, I don't know. I thought for a second that maybe he had a thing for her. Yeah, it, that didn't make any sense whatsoever. And he's the one who keeps trying to talk them out of it, but he still goes along with all of it. Right. So a lot of this didn't make sense, so I don't have a lot of notes. So then later on, Eric tosses his phone into the falls and he keeps saying he's over everything, but now we know that's not true. And I think he wants to be, but he's not there yet. And then, of course, Jay gets a fine for tossing the phone, or tossing the bear, the ashes at the end, right? Uh, yeah, it was the, ash, the ashes. Yeah, because she got a fine for taking the quarter out of the fountain. So I kind of thought that was cute, that every time she turned around, this cop was there to fine her. But I don't have too much else on this one because Mohanda ruined it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw Blanche and I was, was like, oh, it's Blanche. I have to listen to Golden Girls every night as I'm falling asleep because that's uh-huh. what my wife listens to. So I just have <laughs> been watching like Golden Girls for, you know, an hour before before bedtime. <laughs> and, um, it was just funny to hear her not talk in that southern, like a heavy southern accent. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a good episode. I, I guess I like that she reached her, you know, the realization that she's doing this to herself. Right. And that it's, it's not anybody else. So right. I, I'm hoping that maybe that's kind of, you know, cleared her mind a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Right. The the voices, they're becoming less and less. I feel like she's starting to take action on her own with less direction from the voices. Yeah, I think the voices are making her take action, but you're right. There's less and less during the episode to push her along. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing whatever she thinks she's supposed to be doing until she figures out it's not the right thing or if it is the right thing. But, yeah, she doesn't need to be pushed along as as much as she was. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, I agree. And if you take out the part of Mahandra acting the way she did, 
I liked every other element of this episode, except for her. Like I said, it kind of ruined it. Yeah. Because it was ridiculous. I could see her going off on a tangent if she thought that Millie was telling the truth. But knowing that she's lying and she took the limelight away from somebody else and still trying to make it that she's the hero. Right. I hated that. And I don't understand Eric. He just, like, goes along with anything. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I did like that they finally admitted that, well, he admitted that he liked her. She didn't really give a rebuttal. No, she never does. Yeah. <laughs> so far, anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think he can tell that she does as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, content-wise, it wasn't the best. But I think overall, I think I think I enjoyed this one probably the most. Yeah, I liked that it was kind of specific to Niagara Falls because most of the stories that we've gotten so far could have happened anywhere. Right, yeah. But this was like Niagara Falls specific, and I liked that. Yeah. So I don't have anything else on this one. What about you? Um, No. I'm glad you liked it because I really thought that you were going to be the one complaining. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I think there were there were other ones that I, I obviously I didn't really care for. This one I thought was decent. Yeah, in my head, like I said, in my head, I thought I really liked this because of the barrel story and because of Louise Fletcher. I still liked it. As I said, there's no episodes I didn't like that I remember. I mean, I still liked it, but it could have been better. All right, then if there's nothing else, we'll be back next time. Sounds good. Okay. Join us next time for season one, episode eight. Love sick ass. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Bye now. Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.